Kaizen, A Fateful Redo, written by Shweta Desai. Chapter 6 Consequences Lee slept fitfully through the night, dreaming of a house on a cliff and falling into a dark, deep abyss. She woke up around 6, revenuous as she had fallen asleep on an empty stomach. She couldn't understand why she felt so broken the minute she opened her eyes and then everything came rushing in. Nina, the ethics committee, James drunk call, Andy, and the fact that she had woken up in a hotel. Home. She didn't know where that was anymore. She was adrift again. As an adopted child, Lee had always struggled to belong. Brought up by parents who loved her and raised her to be the person she was, Lee felt like she had truly belonged with Andy at her side. His betrayal had killed that Lee last night. He had taken away her life's work and worse her reputation. No apology would fix it. She had to get away from him. If these were her steps to keep her safe, goodness knows what he'd do to keep her by his side. Lee decided to have breakfast in the hotel restaurant and to swing by the university to gauge the impact of the damage. She called James to check if he wanted to meet her then, but it went straight to voicemail. That rarely happened. Lee frowned and sat down in the beautiful restaurant. The ambience reminded her of the Venetian in Las Vegas where she and Andy had spent the better part of their month-long honeymoon. She knew Andy was wealthy, but it was during their honeymoon that she realized just how wealthy he was. He had spoiled her rotten and indulged her every fantasy, right from letting her pick a special edition Mercedes to buying her a pink diamond Tiffany bracelet. Till that day, Lee hadn't even known that pink diamond existed outside of a chemical lab. It wasn't his money that had attracted her to him; it was his entire being. And he was a big guy, six feet four, and all lean muscle. He made her feel safe, and he understood her completely and utterly. She didn't need to justify herself to him, even if he didn't agree with her. Of course, they saw things differently. Every couples did but Lee and Andy worked things out. The ornate ambience of the restaurant reminded her of a happier time where her heart was full of love and happiness. Lee ordered an espresso and two fried eggs on butter toast for standard breakfast. She called James again, voicemail again. This was so unlike him. It put her on edge. Her breakfast was bought on a silver trolley and she smiled at the extravagance, grateful for the smaller luxury she still could afford. She would need to take a good look at her bank balance and tighten her belt in the future, but for now, this scrumptiousness was well deserved. She wolfed down the breakfast, drowned the espresso, and decided to leave for the university. As she pulled her car out of the parking, she called Mia's nursery to check on her. knowing that if she called Andy they would have just argued she needed a game plan to talk to Andy he could easily mess with her head and her emotional dyslexia would kick in to make her miscommunication worse a list would help lee made a mental note to make a list of things she would need to talk to Andy about the nursery staff was polite and said the usual stuff mia was well her happy self eating and drinking enough Dad had forgotten her nursery bag but they had enough spare clothes in case just so she needed a change. No big surprise there. Lee just wanted to make sure to see Mia 
She promised herself she would go after checking in on the lab and her samples and seeing if she could catch Dr. Gupta for a quick chat. The need to clear her reputation took over and she managed to suppress her maternal instinct to see her offspring. The university was still as it normally was, not a soul on their floor till 10 a.m. Lee relished this peace and quiet. She walked along the corridors, her heels clacking and echoing in a wake. Just as she reached the corridor to her lab, she felt queasy, her breakfast threatening to come out her throat. Lee took a step breath and assumed it was nervousness after yesterday's disaster. She increased her pace and walked into the lab and her heart stopped. Sprawled on the floor were James and a pool of blood. He had cut his wrist. Oh my god. Oh my god, help. Jamie. Shit. Rachel? Rachel. Lee called 999 and somehow managed to explain what had happened. She was at James' side, sitting in his blood, checking his pulse and she knew what he had passed on. A scream of agony erupted from her. the very core of her being and she realized that she ha- she was well and truly alone her best friend had given up on their dreams their life work and mainly he had given up on her he had preferred a painful death over living a life as a hypocrite and a fraud his drunk call now made sense and lee realized how fucked up everything was and how andy was responsible for it all lee knew she couldn't talk to andy anymore if she was numb before She was dead now. Andy had started a string of events that had led to Jamie lying dead on the cold floor of the lab and Lee knew at that point in time that she would kill him. Lee was so broken and numb that she didn't even realize when the ambulance crew came in and tried to get her to stand up. Lee couldn't bring herself to leave Jamie and the crew had to literally pull the two apart. Lee kept apologizing to Jamie knowing it was falling on dead ears. She had to make Andy pay.